Welcome to another episode of Dead Men Talk. Um, I think in my quest to bring you more guests from across the creative spectrum to talk about, you know, what they do and uh, the things that really stand out. I think I might have outdone myself with this one as I welcome um, very, very talented artist Steve Casino to the show. How are you doing? Hi, how are you doing? All good. All good. It's great to have you on. Um, people who, who have tuned in may be familiar with what you do already. Some may not. So hopefully those that aren't, we can really sort of give them a reason to go and check you out. Um, Okay. because i guess at the moment i mean for a while my social media newsfeed, what i see um can be a little bit stale it does take something really quite impressive and different to grab my attention and that's what happened when your um some of your posts floated across my newsfeed, and i just had to stop and look and you know what you put out oh, there is, <laughs> is really really fantastic and we'll get into a few specific sort of um, things that you've done um, recently, but um, just just for those for the benefit of those who probably don't know you, just kind of give a, a an overview to begin with of, of the kind of work that you do. In a nutshell, okay. part of the part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I I started out making uh, peanut art, which is uh, I I'd take actual peanuts and I would find ones that were shaped like a, a person or specific person. And then I would turn it into that specific person. So I would, you know, yeah. Alfred Hitchcock, for example, he, you know, he, he was, yeah, he's a very recognizable shape. Well, I would find a peanut that looked like Alfred Hitchcock and then I'd paint Alfred Hitchcock on it. And then from there, I, I just started doing all, all kinds of different things. But I, the, the core of my work is uh, like caricatures and portraits on little, little objects. So but, how, but how, I guess the obvious question is, how does one get into that in the first place? Because it's, it's, <laughs> it's not your simple sort of, you know, when I did art at school, it was one of my favourite subjects because it was one that I'm naturally quite creative. You know, it might not be much good of what I did, but I really enjoyed it. It's, it's you know, a form of expression. But I was very much on paper, you know, paints, charcoals, that kind of thing. What you do <laughs> is, is quite unique, you know, and how you sculpt things and sort of how you do them to that size, if it's like, you know, peanut size and what. How did you go right back? So when did you discover your love or talent for this? <laughs> well, what happened is I, I, I had a lot of jobs and I failed at a lot of jobs, but I guess in each job I learned a little something else. Mm -hmm. So by the time I was uh, looking for a hobby to do, I acquired a lot of skills from, I, I used to make fake food for TV commercials you know, like giant chocolate bars okay. and, and things like that. Actually, I have a piece right here. Wait, cool, cool. <laughs> I, I have it on my coffee table because it's so funny, but it's like a giant <laughs> oh, boy, sandwich yeah. cookie. Yeah, yeah. I do. So, other, other, um, other, other cookies are available of that kind, obviously. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so so I, I just learned, you know, I learned how to sculpt and casting and, and I was also a caricature artist, like at, you know, fairs. So I would draw okay. people. Yeah. So I just acquired a lot of skills. And my I had this friend named Jason Freeney. He's a very famous artist and he does dissected characters. So okay. he'll take like uh, a cartoon character like The Simpsons, you know, and he does like a skeleton on one side of it. Oh, okay. I'm very, yeah. I'm yeah, he's, yeah, he's them. very well known. We, we yeah. used to work together. And, uh, and then he started doing that because he was unemployed and looking for something that... I was like, wow, that's really cool. So 
it made me want to do something. So I'd remembered playing with peanuts, like, you know, a couple of years prior and I just started doing those. And, and it was really cool because I, I, I made like uh, the Ramones and like things like that. Yeah. And, and people just, you know, gravitated towards it like really very quickly. Yeah. So it gave me impetus to keep doing it. <laughs> it's, it's not something you see a lot of. It's not something I, I've seen a lot of, I must have been. Um, no, I, I think I invented it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is, is brilliant. Yeah, you know, why not? And it's, um, it, it, it's so the first time that you, you decided you would give it a go was there a particular sort of either character or person in mind that you that you did on that first try can you remember well the the first try was me okay and it was a it was and with a sharpie just very simple and i i drew myself on one and i went up to my friend i said it's really weird but this peanut looks like me and he turned around and saw it and it had my face on it it was hilarious but the, the first real one that i painted was uh, Joey Ramon and I had to make all the whole band the Ramones and I I was going to do like a little animated video of them and and I I basically just finished one peanut and it's like I don't really have to do a video or whatever this this came out pretty cool so I I think I immediately ran to Facebook posted it and people went gaga over it and then I then I did Batman and then I did Superman you, you know it's like the, the world's your oyster or your peanut, I suppose. Um, <laughs> when, you know, I guess such a vast, you know, not sticking to one particular, you know, field or anything with that, you could, you, your imagination can run riot, really. Are there, um, right. are there any particular pieces of those sort of, you know, sticking with the peanut art, I suppose, that you're particularly proud of or you've got, you know, fondest memories of that you're proudest of? <laughs> um, probably, like, I... I made a Robin Williams one that just came out like really much better than any that I'd ever done. And just like uh, down to the little details of his hairy arm oh, and, and things like that. It, uh, yeah, it just, I, I would say it's definitely the best one I've, I've done cool. and uh, somebody out there owns it somewhere. You know, that, that's another thing. It's like, it led to a lot of like uh, commissions and right pretty much every one that I do now is I, I just do it. You know, someone hires me to make it. Okay. Cool. cool. And then it's sort of like private work. Do you do any sort of um, off your own steam? Do you still do that? You know, the, 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 the peanut art or have you sort of moved on to other things at the moment? No, I, I, I do it. Um, not, not so much anymore. Maybe like, you know, every year I'll do five that, mm. that I just feel like doing like last year I got into a uh was that guy um Chris he's from Saturday Night Live that oh, uh okay yeah the not, Chippendale dancer I'm not sure no I don't tend to watch over, yeah. <laughs> yeah so so I, I got into a kick with him and okay. um and so I, I did a bunch of those and you know I just posted them and sold them okay but, yeah I can see you've got a hell of a following on social media. For yeah, Chris Fa- Chris Farley, that's his name. Chris oh, Chris Farley. Farley. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah, so. yeah, so so you you've I mean, how long once you started doing this and posting about it did your follow did you find there was a following for it? You know, did it take off quite quickly, or is it something you really had to work at? Well, it was mainly uh, 
all my all my friends saw it and they started sharing it and then it it went viral like very quickly mm. and and then i i just started doing more you know it's like i was like possessed <laughs> <laughs> i was like gotta do the adams family gotta do star uh, trek you know yeah. like <laughs> so, yeah. so I, I that's how it occurred for a while and and i it like very early on i i got on television for uh, like over here we have a show called good morning america okay and yeah. and they called within the first like three months of doing it they, they called me and had me come to new york and be on air wow. with them so that that was pretty cool that's, <laughs> that's sort of when you know that it's kind of hit the mainstream yeah. almost, you know <laughs> it gets recognized yeah. at that level that's impressive yeah but i mean that was probably about seven years ago and it's like it still hasn't slowed down yet <laughs> <laughs> I, bet, I suppose you didn't after that really once you know once you get that kind of exposure no. it's, um, yeah. i see you got some sort of recognition from ripley's believe it or not is that is that right mm -hmm. have i seen that right what was that about? yes that was um you know they they publish that book every year mm. uh it's whatever so yeah they they had some of my uh, peanuts in there Okay. And then the next year they had I do also do tic tac art where they say I take yeah. little tiny tic tacs and I yeah. and uh and th those also got in there. So I think I'm out of things to be in Ripley's for. <laughs> but still, so I mean, you know, it's not something that everyone's gonna <laughs> put to their name, you know, yeah. amongst everything else that you've been doing. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I, have to start eating large chunks of metal to get in there. <laughs> you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. I read one particular article. I read because uh, I've gone through a few of the the ones that are out there about your work already, and the way they introduce you and describe you, I think, is one of the coolest, almost like job titles to have: <laughs> peanut taxidermist and toy creator. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty cool, isn't it? I mean, there's not too many people out there who can you can lay claim to that either yeah so, yeah so just, I, wrote, just... I wrote that myself did you that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> why not but um yeah talk about on to the yep. sort of the, the toy creator part then because that was something i i mm. wasn't aware of when i first sort of discovered um your work myself so so yeah what what do you do in that respect in the toy okay industry? so there, there's two aspects to toys that i do one is i i, I make I make old wooden toy, like parodies of wooden toys, mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, for a span of, uh, from the like 1920s, maybe until the seventies, these toy Fisher price was mainly the company and they made these roll along toys that you, you pull them and they, yeah. they they're animated. Yeah. And, and I, I always saw them around and they're just kind of like every yard sale, whatever, um, flea market, you would, see these things and, and one day i'm just like that'd be funny if you know we just i made them films and weird characters and like yeah. uh jack nicholson from the shining on on uh, one of those toys so it looks like a preschool toy but it's like horrible subject matter it's amazing so i and and to so i started making those out of wood and that that's really fun i i still do those i, I just finished an aliens one oh, with wow. a sigourney weaver but um my Toy experiences, I since about 1997 or eight, I've been a toy inventor, and I work at a company called Bang Zoom Design. And basically, our job is we come up with ideas to sell to companies like Mattel and Hasbro. Okay, and wow! It's it's really yeah, it's fun, and 
but it's very hard work, much, much harder than painting peanuts because <laughs> it's like you have, you have to be on target on the marketplace and, you know, come up with really cool stuff. So I, I, I have a lot of experience in that too. That's One right. of my many jobs. <laughs> many jobs keeping yourself busy that's working in the toy industry yeah. I, I used to one of my first jobs actually i was just working in a toy shop um when one opened locally and and it was the best thing it was just before christmas as well and you know oh, wow. I'm, I'm still a big kid at heart so it was it was fantastic to kind of get paid to demonstrate and just be around toys <laughs> all the time so but, um so what kind of um not getting too much detail obviously giving too many secrets away but in in that realm you know in the, the toy invention um mm. so what what kind of thing is there a particular kind of thing that you 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 gravitate to with that um, <laughs> um we we strangely enough we're a bunch of middle-aged dudes and we come up with a lot of uh, barbie items and and okay. you know dolls that that type of thing Cool. We did a line of toys called Hair Dorables that were out, and uh, and one of the one of the neater toys that we've done in the past couple of years is this. Uh, it's called Squeaky the Balloon Dog, and it's a balloon dog, but it's alive. Okay, it's, it's a robot, but it looks it doesn't look like it should be able to do the things that it does, but it it's really cool. That's very cool, and, and it makes squeaky sounds when it walks. And... <laughs> so, so you do the initial <laughs> bit of coming up with the the ideas for that you know is there then it goes mm -hmm. on to someone else for the, obviously the actual production side or do you have a foot in that as well oh no we 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 with the dog you know toy like that we developed it we you know we have really awesome guys uh who, who create these prototypes and yeah. stuff in the, in the office cool. so like squeaky for example that probably took six months to make that prototype right wow so and then it could it could well be the next thing that's on um um toy the toys that made us that's i, I love that series <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so part of that was filmed in our office oh is it really oh awesome yeah, yeah, yeah like whenever they interviewed people the first season that was in our office oh wow okay yeah because just... uh we're we're in cincinnati ohio where kenner toys used to be so that there's a lot of like toy legacy type people around sure. here yeah that's amazing. That's, that's, it's just so, you know, being, like I say, being a big kid myself, hearing these kind of things and learning more <laughs> about it is fantastic. And I suppose it is, it's moving nicely on to the, the one side of your work that really grabbed me and the, and the reason, you know, I guess that it plopped onto me, my newsfeed is I'm a, I, I'm a big retro gaming fan. I grew up okay. with, you know, um, the NES, the SNES and all that kind of thing. And mm -hmm. you do some remarkable things with old <laughs> game cartridges. And um, so you just talk about that. You know, I can, I can flash some images up here, you know, um, as, as it goes okay. on to show the guys. But I mean, if they go to your social media, which I'll be directing people to anyway, at the end of this, you know, you can see how much you've done and the fantastic things, you, these kind of, these pop out sculptures you do on these actual game cartridges just kind of talk about that side you know how what you do with them and sort of how you do it and you know where your inspiration comes from i suppose yeah so so that that all started with um there's a mario art show in in new york and i i got invited to make a piece for it and and i thought it would be pretty cool to do like um like a big cartridge but like kind of do like cut out the cartridge and have mario like trapped inside the cartridge right and 
so it was wood and it was it was actually pretty large and and that was i you know I, I posted it on my social media and a friend of mine michael rex he he's a children's book author uh artist he's like why don't you just do that on a real cartridge and i'm like yeah i never really thought of that because it's like when you when you put artwork in a gallery you kind of want a big presence for it yeah. you know like people don't want to spend a lot of money on something very small yeah. i found that from the peanuts like i can sell peanuts online very easily but if they walk into a gallery and they see something really small that costs yeah. a lot of money they just kind of walk away yeah so i made that big cartridge for a reason but then i'm like you know what i'll just i'll do the exact same thing but on a real cartridge and i did it and i cut it out and i filmed a video of it and mm. i just i got so, i got a lot of you know people who liked it but i got so much hate mail just i was gonna from, say from gamers yeah i noticed one particular post you put up and you put your your comments yeah. back to them because they they really went off on one about you just desecrating this this cartridge which could be worth a lot of money and your response was fantastic yeah. um but yeah <laughs> yeah do you, you do you still get a lot of that then just you know people that are obviously oh, very, yeah. very precious every single this. day yeah, every <laughs> single day like from and it ranges from kind of funny to evil right you know like people threatening to have me audited like they're going to call the IRS on me just, yes. just to like mess with me. <laughs> okay. okay. So, so yeah. So anyway, I, I, I use these cartridges and they're not really rare and they're not, you know, no. it's like you can go on eBay and find them for $10, yeah. but people just see this old cartridge. And, and also it doesn't help that right now in the news, there's a lot of old cartridges, uh, you know, sealed in the box going for millions, yeah. you know, at auction, yeah. but you know, if you get a loose Mario cartridge, it's worth like ten dollars. Yeah, you're, you're hardly going to spend. They're mi- you're hardly going to spend yeah. loads, and loads of money. There mi- are millions of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like they made millions and nobody threw any away, so there's still millions out there just sure. rotting. Yeah, know? but people like, I mean, I've had death threats. I, you know, I, I've had on Reddit. I had a whole Reddit thing where people wanted to kill me. What and, it's amazing! Uh, it's amazing but, how deep someone's passion goes. I suppose, but it's, you know, right. it's dangerous, isn't it? Yeah, they they feed off each other, okay. but I keep doing them anyway because yeah. they're very popular and people like them. I I I, yeah. I submit whenever your your stuff whenever it does whenever I do see it, and I mean I go looking for it mm. now. If it, if it you know mm-hmm. if it goes a few days, I've not seen anything because it is the one thing that really does make me stop and watch and I, I just scroll you know I think a lot of us do we, there's so much we can just scroll past these days but I think right. what you do especially with these it really um resonates with me because you know they're old games a lot of them old games that I remember. right right but also it's what you do with them is so unique um because just just talk about the, the the loose kind of process you follow in order to create one of these um oh. art pieces well I mean, originally it's like, I, I like to play around with the concept a lot and do funny things, mm. with them. but a lot of people like, like I just finished a Mike Tyson's punch out one. I, I love punch out. That's like my favorite game. Yeah. And I love the characters. They're hilarious. So my, my goal is I'm trying to do all the, all the characters from punch out. Okay. So sure. if people contact me and they're like, Hey, I want a punch. I won't make Mike Tyson again, you know, yeah. because I've already done him. So it's like I, I just finished uh, Soda Popinski, and that—that's the guy who drinks the. Oh yeah, yeah, soda. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cool. So, um, 
Um, yeah, I tried to find like a humorous aspect. Like right now, I, you know, I like to play around with the space. So I, I did, for example, a Mario one and it had um, Mario and Ms. Pac-Man. So Mario is like leaning out of his cartridge and Ms. Pac-Man's there and he's kissing her. But unbeknownst to him, Pac-Man's around the side with a gun and he's like getting <laughs> ready to shoot him, you know? So I, I just try to think of imaginary scenarios that happen with the video game character. So, so I'm going to do one with Dr. Mario and uh, Excite Bike. So the guy okay, from Excite yeah. Bike is like completely wiped out, and Dr. Mario is like you know fixing his leg. And, you know. That's fantastic. So it, do you find obviously there's there's a certain following for things like this and that? Have you got people who? who either commission or buy your stuff sort of multiple times is there people out there collecting your stuff that you know of yes yes there's one like for every aspect of what i do there's someone there's like an uber collector like there there's this one guy in uh i think it's north dakota no not north dakota i can't remember mm. but he he's the peanut collector and he has so many pieces of my work mm. and there there's another the guy who collects my um you know i make monsters also coming out of objects oh yeah he, yeah he has he, he has about 10 or 15 of those cool. so yeah I, I found you know there's a collector for everything yeah yeah is there um i, I guess sticking with the, the game cartridge ones just for just for a bit longer obviously the the nes cartridges are the ones that you um you tend to do mm -hmm. most of i've seen is that because like space-wise they give you more scope to do stuff with would it work with the smaller stuff like say the snes cartridges and that or is there a reason yeah I, i've actually i've done a few of those and okay. i've done a few you know the modern i'm actually working on one of diablo uh okay. resurrected right now cool uh this is for a very special secret project but it, it'll be out by the time this airs Cool. Cool, cool. and uh yeah so i i do i do boxes and i do i've done snes and i, I think i've done uh 64 cartridges I, i've done okay. a couple atari but okay. yeah uh nes is probably my wheelhouse it's my favorite one it's yeah. like those games like resonate with me a lot more than yeah. any other games yeah pretty. like atari games are awful <laughs> i was never a big um i mean i grew up with I think we had a spectrum was the first thing that I remember having. Oh wow. Was, yeah, I, I did I don't remember doing I think we spent more time waiting for games to load than we did actually playing them. Yeah. That. And that's like I, a that's a rich a rich kid toy. <laughs> far from that, far from that. But um then we went over, I think my my sister and I, we shared consoles and then it was the NES and then naturally, you know, the SNES or whatever. But okay. But I uh, yeah, I mean I still it's a bit like I've uh, I was a, uh, a pro wrestling fan growing up. I do another podcast about that as well. And I always hark back to mm. there's something about the retro aspect of everything I suppose I grew up with, which is better than what they do today. Um, not a massive <laughs> gamer today. I would always go back and do, you know, the um, do the older stuff. Is there, do, do you have an affinity with sort of the gaming market in a sense? Is it something you grew up with and loved or is it just something that you've taken on throughout, you know, your artwork? No, I, I, I love it, but I had to make a decision about 10 years ago that if I wanted a, like an art career, I had to give up games because sure. they're so time consuming. Thank so you. I haven't really touched any, like every now and then I'll do a little something just to, you know, get a feel for it. But mm. I don't, 
I stay away because it's like, <laughs> you know, next thing I know it's four in the morning and I'm playing <laughs> this game. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. I've been there. So well, um, the last thing I think I played was uh, Resident Evil 4. And that was uh, it. I finished yeah. it. It's like, I'm not playing any more games after that. That was probably one of, one of, not the last, but one of the last games that I was fully immersed in was that um and then my kids came along and you know i i remember them being really really small and they were like sleeping in their cot in the lounge and i was still playing things like silent hill and it kind of occurred to me i think through my wife actually this isn't appropriate anymore <laughs> you know i can't <laughs> kind of sit here and play these things so um yeah tomb raider i think the sort of the remake that came out for oh yeah xbox and 360 and that that was sort of the last one i played i just struggled to get back <laughs> into it but um so um so let's talk about sort of you know current stuff. What what sort of projects that you can talk about that you, have you got on the go at the minute, or have you got planned? Is there anything in particular that you've got mapped out that you want to do that you haven't yet as well? Um, so like I I'm working on a book. Cool. I'm working on also uh, next year. I have three art shows like before June, so I have to get all the pieces done for those. Right. And uh, I have a lot of commissions. I kind of got backed up with commissions because it, it's like I said yes to too many people. <laughs> so when, when your I'm, stuff becomes kind of, popular, you uh, find you're in yeah, demand. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. It's like every single day I, I have people writing me and wanting to buy art or whatever, but I, I can only produce so much. So mm, yeah. it's kind of a problem. So if anyone out there wants to be an assistant, <laughs> that sounds like an ideal job really <laughs> this that's is your like... job interview <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing so i mean I, I know it's probably different piece to piece but uh, you know, how how long does it take to create one of these so i mean you know take the peanut ones against the, the game cartridge ones for example um yeah so sort of how much time are you devoting to each one i would say each well, that's another thing is like things take me longer now because I got better in my details, much sure. more you know deep. Yeah. So it used to be, uh, it's probably ten hours on the average for for anything. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, other I, that's another thing I'm trying to do is like uh, a lot of multiples. So you know, where I I, I make something, I cast it, and make four or five of them. Oh, okay. To, yeah. To, it's a lot easier to do like the assembly line process than to make each one different. Yeah. Yeah. So from, from the point of you having this, this initial thought of um, what you want to do, you know, when, when the new project mm -hmm. hits your mind, are you, are you able to like get started on it straight away? Or have you got a process of trying to capture or remember that um, <laughs> for, for doing later on? No, usually um, uh, I'll just, I work on about four or five things at once. Okay. So I just kind of work it into the process. So, you know, I'll be making a peanut, I'll be doing a cartridge, I'll be making wooden toy. And mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I have an idea. I Like last week I made an evil baloney toy. Um, it looked like a, you know, actual stack of baloney on the yeah. package. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to do it. So I, uh, I had ideas. So I sculpted that while I was waiting for this <laughs> to dry. And, and that's how it usually works. Cool. Cool, cool. And I suppose sort of winding it down a little bit, going right back to when you you first started doing, you know, art in any sense. Now, did is, is there any particular artists out there that have that have inspired you or that you you feel have influenced you in any way? Um, 
let's there's there's this guy uh, probably the first guy who really got me to kick it off is his name's Wayne White, and he's if you Google him you'll you'll find him. He does he he does all kinds of things, which is, I I gravitated towards because I do all kinds of things. Mm. But he does he does a lot of paintings where he takes like old uh, uh, old flea market paintings. You know he'll he'll find a a, a landscape. And then he'll paint like lettering in there and he'll write these like crazy words. Okay. And I just thought it was really good. So there's a documentary made of him and his wife, uh, Mimi, that came out and it's called, uh, I can't remember. I'm very bad with that announced <laughs> today. But anyway, White, Wayne White's biography. And okay. uh, it's really good. And it inspired me to become an artist because just this guy who basically lived and breathed it his whole life. Cool. Oh, it's called Beauty is Embarrassing. Okay. Is the film. That's a, okay. a title you went. I might have to hunt that one out, I see. Yeah. That sounds cool. Yeah. So um just just before we let you go, because I know you obviously, you know, very, very busy by the sounds of it. Thank you so much for your time. This has been great sort of delving oh, in. Oh, you're welcome. You know, and um, like I say, it's it's one of the the very few things that that has just grabbed my attention. It's what you do is so different. Oh, good. And I Thank really, you. really love it. So, you know, I will be definitely keeping an eye on, on what you're doing. Um, and at, where can people find you is sort of the last thing. So, you know, anyone who we've inspired to go and check you out um, throughout the course of this, this interview, where can they find you, you know, contact you, whatever, even if they just want to sort of see more of what you've done. Okay. I'm on Instagram is just my name, Steve Casino and Facebook, Steve Casino Art. And I don't know, I'm on TikTok as Steve Casino, but I don't post there a lot. I tried. That's, that's, I tried with TikTok. That's where the, mo- <laughs> that's where the most people attack me. I mean, oh, okay, so, fair enough. That's a, that's a yeah. good reason, probably. Yeah, it's, it's 11 year olds. You know? <laughs> <laughs> They're like wolves taking down an elk. <laughs> it's bad, isn't it? But I, I think, you know, however, I, I can't remember who I, who, who I've heard say this kind of thing, but I know I've heard it, but you know, whatever exposure you're getting good or bad, you know, you've, um, you've created, you've caused a response in someone on an emotional level, mm-hmm. which I think is what all yeah, artists, exactly. you know, any, anyone in the, in the creative world, that's what they want, you know, whether it's good yeah. or bad, you know, you've hit a nerve there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is- For example, the, those, you know, you're talking about people that write me and scream at me and then I write funny answers back to them. I love that. It's like (laughs) every, whenever I post those people write to me and they're like, Oh, don't, you know, you shouldn't feel bad about that. You're a really good artist. It's like, you don't understand. I'm just doing this because it's fun. (laughs) I'm I'm like, I I live for these people to like write horrible things to me because then I can write back to them. Yeah. (laughs) It's just kind of, you know, it's not even justifying what you're doing because I don't think you've got to justify that. It's just kind of putting people back (laughs) in the box a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Listen, Steve, this has been fantastic, mate. Thank you so much for coming on. And okay. for everyone All who's right. listening, watching this to to check out Steve on social media. And you know, yeah, it might it might send a few more commissions your way from this. You never know. And not that you need well, much more to cool. be doing, but, <laughs> but yeah. Cool. Thank you, mate. Thanks so much. All right. You're Have welcome. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Oh, my God.